Hello, hello. I'm Alice. And I'm Octavia. We don't have a name right now, but like, whatever. (laughs) Welcome to our podcast. Yes, welcome. (laughs) Today we're going to be talking about basically everything that has been going on, like, ever. Um, We are going to start with just summing up our thoughts on the Black Lives Matter movement, which are obviously going to be positive. (laughs) Because, I mean, we're biased, but also, like, if you hate black people, I don't really know what to tell you. So, yeah. So I think it's it's probably a, a good place to start by saying that black lives do matter. <laughs> if you weren't sure, they they definitely matter. If you were confused. If you were confused in any type of way. If you had they differing matter. opinions. <laughs> um, yeah, so black lives matter. And by black lives, I mean all black lives. Mm-hmm. All black lives Trans matter. black lives, queer black mm-hmm. lives, disabled black lives. Yeah immigrant black lives yeah every black life yeah so that's our starting point and also for people who have their assumptions about why black people are disproportionately killed by police let's just say that obviously this country is racist and if you're one of those people that's like well just respect the police like (laughs) just don't antagonize the police and then they won't kill you then you you just don't you (laughs) you you don't you don't understand yes and i don't i'm not gonna blame you for that because i will (laughs) (laughs) so we have differing opinions on some things but that's why we're doing this Mm -hmm. um i'm not gonna blame people for for having opinions that are different from my own but i am gonna blame you for being ignorant in a time in this age of information where there are so many resources available online. There are so many resources that a lot of people are highlighting and um, and shedding some light on right now that it's your own fault if you don't understand the history behind what's going on. And it's your own fault if you don't understand how the history of this country directly correlates to what's going on today and will directly influence what happens in the future. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to educate yourself. The same way that you educate yourself about everything else, the same way that you 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 make sure that you see every new movie, you make sure that you get every new makeup palette, you make sure that you get every new video game, you make sure you get every new iPhone. Use this information or use this technology that we have. Use the the access, the privilege that you have to access anything that you want, to access information that will help you to be a better person. And when we say that, we don't mean texting your one black friend and being mm-hmm. like, hey, can you explain <clears throat> racism to me? Or going on Twitter under black women's posts and being like, well, I just disagree. <laughs> and having them write a 10-page essay for you to read so that you can understand why you're trash. Yeah. You just need yeah. to go on Google. Just go on Google, yes. visit the library. Yes. I mean, it's so accessible. Go on zlibrary.com. There's free books about black history, everything you need to know if you are stupid. (laughs) And And if you, like, if you don't know what's going on, I, like, that's, if you don't know, (laughs) it's just your fault. If you don't know what's going on at this point, it is your fault. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how you could not know. Like, if you if you come from a family or a circle of friends or from a certain town or a certain area where these things are not important it's it's on you it's on you to be better than the environment that you came from the same way that you would say for instance possibly you would say well black people 
can go to school black people can do this black people have the chance to do as as well as white people do like you have the same chance to learn the history you have even more of a chance to learn the history than some other people because if you don't know what's going on that means you have lived a very very privileged life and that also means that you have you have the the agency to do whatever you want. So why not do good? You exactly. Know? It's very simple. Yeah. So we'll we'll leave that there. <laughs> and now we will segue into just talking about the forgotten people in the Black Lives Matter movement. Yeah. Which are black women. So yeah. usually when you see people saying like say their names, it's usually the male names that you know. Mm-hmm. It's usually Trayvon Martin. It's usually George Floyd. It's usually Mike Brown, Eric mm-hmm. Garner. Those are the people that you're hearing about and you've been hearing about for the last few years or just in the past couple of weeks. And you're usually not hearing about Breonna Taylor or a Tatiana Jefferson Mm -hmm. or any of the other black women. Yeah. And so we just want to take a moment to ask you why you're not hearing those names. I mean, we know why, but ask yourselves. (laughs) To think about it for a second. Exactly. And what you can do to make sure that they're not forgotten and that someone is fighting for them the same way that they're fighting for black men. Because it shouldn't be that black women are the ones on the streets organizing the protests, giving the speeches, raising the funds, and then when it's time for someone to show up for us... Well, there's no one there. It's crickets. It's silent. Like, why is it an empty room when we're the ones needing backup and support, but we're always there supporting literally everyone else? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, there's no logical answer for this. For me, as, as a black woman, like, I feel like in my day-to-day life, there are people who are there to support me. There are people who are there to you know tell me that they love me that they're my friend that they care about me but for black women as a whole for for women in general women are always kind of pushed to the side but then when you when you narrow it down to black women it's like the erasure of our existence is like tenfold because we were women and then we have our race and those two things together it's like it's like a, a combo that, that leaves you in the shadows a lot of the time. So, I mean, like all of this, there's no like one answer on how to like solve this issue, but I think it's important to highlight that like black men are the ones who get news coverage. Mm-hmm. Black men are the ones who um, have movements made after them, whose names are like canonized, but like black women black trans people black gay people all black people they're all black people's mm-hmm. lives and they're murdered. all dying yeah. they're all getting murdered yeah. at the same hands yeah yeah so it's important to know and it's important to realize that there are a lot more black people getting killed than you see because not everyone has their death recorded by someone by someone else exactly you know so yeah just things to keep in mind. Some things that can help you to to realize. If you're still on the fence, still unclear. <laughs> I don't know how my, you can be. <laughs> still unclear of what's going on. Still 
unsure of if this is actually an issue like i mean look at, you know. let's ask the audience like let's look at the material <laughs> here like just have a look at the videos go on twitter type in some names go on instagram yeah. type in hashtag black lives matter like you're gonna see all the names you're gonna see all the faces there's countless people making posts of just literally everyone that they know of that has been affected yeah. that has been killed or just like is suffering in prison for nothing yeah so i mean it's not really like is is this an issue it's just like are you paying attention or are you choosing to ignore it because you're more comfortable just not having to think about things that upset you in quotes yeah yeah okay so next we're going to talk about allyship what it Mm -hmm. means to be an ally Mm -hmm. what is performative allyship what is productive allyship yes so what is an ally octavia can you tell them (laughs) an ally is someone who who sees what's going on and they feel convicted to do what they can to right the wrongs that are happening in their community. Mm-hmm. So this is someone who, you know, they could have been fighting as an ally for, all, for their whole life mm-hmm. or maybe they just woke up now. But it's someone who has made this decision and has made this decision for the rest of their life, you know, because the thing that the thing that I was seeing, you know, like I'm I'm not an expert on this. Like, I I'm I don't have a, a degree on like African American studies. She's just studies. an eloquent person, guys. <laughs> I just I just have lived my life. I've had my experiences, and I've you know I have my black friends, and I hear their experiences, and I I'm a person who opens books, and I'm a person who does her Googles, exactly. and I learn, so I can understand more of what's going on and i think an ally is someone who does the same thing an ally is someone who may not necessarily feel these struggles but they are charging themselves with the task to do what they can with their with their privilege to make things better for everyone exactly yeah so when we say ally like octavia said we're saying someone who is doing something actively Mm -hmm. not just thinking in their heads yeah hey i think black people should live yeah (laughs) because okay listen if you let's let's make it real simple (laughs) if you love someone if you love them only in your heart doesn't matter it It doesn't matter you have to tell them that you love them and you have to show them that you love them what is that thing that we always hear actions speak louder than words exactly in this case you know taking action takes or speaks louder than reposting an image that has been reposted a thousand times on on instagram or on twitter okay so we'll get more into different (laughs) things you can do because Mm -hmm. different people can do different things you know you have to you have to be realistic but um someone who is who is being productive in their allyship is someone who's taking action they're not looking for you know pats on the back they're not looking for people to say Mm -hmm. like oh you did a good job or oh you're not racist thank you so much it's not this isn't a thank you for your service type of thing (laughs) this is a you're working in the shadows because your heart is convicting you to do so because you know what's right and you know what's wrong exactly so that would be someone who is going to protest and handing out free water or Mm -hmm. handing out free masks someone who is going to protest and standing in front of black people to make sure that the police can't get to them someone who is 
posting sources, links, petitions on their social media if they have a really big platform. Someone who is opening their purse <laughs> and donating money. And we're not talking about $50 if you make a million dollars a year. No, we're going to need a little bit more than that. Let's let's talk 1000 10000 oh Come gosh. on now. And I mean, I know Alice and I are both college students so my college peers I know none of us have that much money a lot of us don't have a job right now so I'm not expecting like my peers at least to be like donating a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of money I'm not even expecting everyone to go out to protest and I don't know this might be where me and Alice differ a little bit but I think it really depends on who you are and what your circle is like and you know the people whose lives you touch that determines what you need to be doing. If you come from like the most red town in in the nation, you you know a lot of people who say the n-word freely. You know a lot of people who call black people the n-word and not in a friendly way. Like you probably you probably won't be able to, you know, start the first Black Lives Matter protest in your town. You probably won't be able to um like do any huge demonstrations because like your town isn't ready for that like you can't you can't you can't like flip a switch and change everyone's mind overnight but if you're someone who has a large platform if you're someone who you know a lot of people listen to you if you're someone who has the time the money the resources the safety to be able to do whatever you want the privilege to be able to do whatever you want without any fear of what's of something that could happen to you or to your family then you can be doing a lot more than someone who uh who i mentioned earlier you know so for some people like posting um a link or posting um an image talking about black lives matter and about what's going on might be monumental because that's the first time that the people who follow them will see an image related to this movement because they are so far removed and so privileged that this doesn't even seem to concern them. So that will be a wake-up call for someone who is in that type of circle. But then for someone who has a lot of followers, has a lot of friends, has a lot of people who look up to them, you can be doing a lot of stuff. You can be, you can be changing a lot of hearts, changing a lot of minds, and using your privilege to like make some big, big changes, you know? Yes, but what I think is that If you are, like Octavia said, one of those people in Trump Town, Alabama, (laughs) or wherever you live, where all of your friends are racist and say the N-word whenever they feel like it in derogatory ways, or even if it's not, because, well, that's just for another episode. (laughs) Anyway, if you're one of those people, well, first of all, I think that if you're friends with those people, you are one of those people. I think that if you're surrounding yourself with those people, there's a problem there to begin with. But I think that if you are that person, I don't think you can just post a picture of Breonna Taylor and call it a day. I think you need to every day be force feeding your racist audience, (laughs) petitions, links, and GoFundMe pages. I think every single day you need to be posting on your story, on your Instagram, you need to be talking to people, you need to be working on talking to your racist family members. And it doesn't matter if they say, well, like, just shut up, like, we don't care about what you're saying, because that's not actually a threat to you. Them telling you, Mm, like, we don't agree with you, whatever, is not going to get you killed the same way a black person living Mm. in Trumptown, USA, might very well be lynched for saying that exact stuff and posting it on Instagram. 
So I feel like if you are one of those people who has surrounded yourself with racist people for whatever reasons, there's no excuse in my opinion, (laughs) you need to be working to undo all the harm you've caused by just even putting yourself in those groups of people and allowing them to behave and act the way that they have been Mm. for probably years and you never said anything. I see. I, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no one right answer. I think it really depends on your situation because like with any type of learning, that's why classes, you know, I mean, I have some three hour classes at, <laughs> at my school, but a lot of classes, you know, as you're growing up, they're like max 90 minutes. You know, we all know like your brain has a capacity to learn so much in a, in a day, you know, or um, in a set amount of time. So I think you have to be kind of strategic with how much you're sharing with people, especially if you know that you are their one um, uh, source of information. I'm talking to people who, you know, (laughs) are in Trump Town, USA. (laughs) So I think force feeding may not be the best method if you're this person, you know, who wants to speak out for the first time in a place where nothing has ever been said because I think it's really easy for people to just shut down. It's easy for you to stop listening after class goes past, you know, 90 minutes. You're tired. You don't want to hear anymore. Um, So, yeah, I think you have to it's you have to know what your audience is like. You have to know what your friends are like, what your family is like. And like, don't like don't insult your intelligence. You know how to like (laughs) you know how to like share information. You know how to persuade people. We do this in our daily lives all the time. A lot of y'all are real manipulative. (laughs) So use it for something good this time, you know? Yeah, so I'll leave it at that. (laughs) So let's talk about what could be performative. I've already kind of hinted at what I believe to be performative, which is basically just posting a picture on your story of someone who has been murdered by police Mm -hmm. no caption no (laughs) links (laughs) like you didn't leak a petition you didn't leak a gofundme Mm -hmm. you didn't link a card you didn't link a google doc with other links you didn't say anything you just posted the picture and you were like ah yes that's enough activism for today and you went about your day and then the next day you posted your bikini picture Mm -hmm. and you either said in the caption like guys like go look at my insta story (laughs) (laughs) or you just said nothing that to me is performative because i feel like if you're going to be posting what you would usually post okay just don't post anyone at all who has been murdered or anything about the black lives matter movement because you already show me that you don't care so like why are you trying to get points and validation of of your off of your one instagram post that did absolutely nothing by the way because at this point people already know the situation so Mm -hmm. i don't think sharing the same painting of a dead black person that was done by a white person by the way is doing anything for anybody in the way that you think it is like i think at this point when we know what is going on you need to be sharing resources so people can do something and you need to be doing more than just being like okay donate to the minnesota freedom fund because they already have all the donations they need at this point so you need Mm -hmm. to go deeper and be like okay what petitions haven't been signed what um gofundmes still need some money um how can i share black creators work 
like how can I get like money resources to black people that I know myself or just like help their communities out instead mm -hmm. of just being like okay I saw everyone else post this so I'm gonna post it too because then we know you don't care yeah yeah I I can say I was really I was really kind of annoyed when <laughs> I started to see everyone repost this one like painting picture Same of Brianna Taylor because mm -hmm. I felt like literally people were were reposting it just because they saw it being reposted yeah. and because it it was such like a it was a beautiful image but it really masked what happened. Yeah. I feel like you can see that. You see this image with no text from whoever has reposted it, no links, no nothing. You're just seeing a pretty picture. Mm -hmm. You think this woman died and she was maybe famous. <laughs> some people some people who don't watch the news, some people who watch news about other things or news that might have skewed the story, like you don't know what really happened. So sharing this image does nothing. It exactly. does absolutely nothing but cover it up and package it so it looks pretty so we can say, oh, rest in peace, Brianna, and move on with our lives. We need things that will create change, you know? And the another thing that really kind of like disturbed me a little bit was the the blackout tuesday thing where oh, yeah. people were posting like the and i saw that you posted the square at first yes yeah so i posted one at first um because i i thought that it was uh for like solidarity it was mm -hmm. a day that we were all doing doing this to show that we care that we care but then i was like wait who am i <laughs> what am i doing this for dude like what you don't i don't think i care about my own life like i don't need to tell anyone like obviously it's, exactly. it's very obvious so i i deleted mine and then i did See, that's the thing. My mom always told me, don't say something that you don't know what it means and don't do something if you don't know what it means. Like, I, I didn't listen to, I didn't think back to that advice because I just did it with the intent that I had about what I thought it was. Mm -hmm. But when I kind of like did more research, because look, guys, any question you have, just type it into Google, literally anything you want, any, any question. I did my research. And I found out that it was um, it was created by like two artists, two musical artists, like for the music industry to to highlight like black artists for the day or like something like that. May, the the point really was to silence all other um, content mm -hmm. that wasn't related to this movement. It was a day for people to be able to learn without the distractions of other things. Mm -hmm. But it turned into in some cases like little white children who go to <laughs> private school or whatever duke university <clears throat> posting their little black squares so yeah. they can feel like they did something when they did absolutely nothing yeah and the problem that i also saw was that it caused kind of like media censorship so people were the tag that you're supposed to use was like hashtag blackout tuesday yes but people were using hashtag black lives matter so that means that anyone who is trying to look for information under that tag under the black lives matter tag could not find it the tag was just filled with blacks <laughs> with black squares so then i was like wait who actually made this up or who who decided who found out that this is happening and found a way to and twist like it, to, it to mess mm -hmm. it up to to create more chaos 
because that just made things more difficult for people who were looking for information and I was like wow like they fooled us again like <laughs> I don't know who did it but they did it and they did it good yep. so like yeah that's why we really have to take a step back even black people because like in that moment when I posted that square that was you know slightly performative mm-hmm I was doing stuff that I needed to, to to do behind the scenes, and it wasn't like I was um, telling everybody what I was what I was doing. But I felt like, oh, like this is a day that we're all doing this, so like let me do my part. But I didn't like there was no reason to, mm-hmm. you know. Another thing that I have a problem with is when people post the resource or like repost it rather from somebody else, and then they're like, oh, like this is the person who shared it like not the original just like whoever story they got it from Mm. like why are you thanking your other white friends that put it on their story (laughs) for putting it on their story why don't you thank the person who made the graphic themselves Um. who made the original resource like what are you thanking them for because they didn't do anything actually Hmm. like yes they shared the resource but they're not the ones who made it so i just don't really know what the thank you is for like why can't you just post it on your story and call it a day like why do you need to give credit to your little white friend i just don't Hmm. really understand that like what is that credit doing for them your virtue signaling like oh this Uh, is my friend they're a good person they posted this on their story thank you so much for posting this hmm. like that's just really not necessary you just need to go to the original source repost it so everyone can see who the credit actually needs to go to and call it a day yeah that's a good point I think if you can do that, that's good. But if the if the image or whatever is not like tag, if they didn't repost it as a tag from someone else's post, so you don't know exactly where mm-hmm. it came from, that's the only instance where I don't really see that much of a problem saying like I got this from my friend. Yeah, you know. But I mean, it all depends. But also, like, why do we care that you got it from your friend? <laughs> like what know. is that doing for me? I mean, in my head, it's a little bit of like, like I'm so used to like if I write a paper and I get information from something, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say where I got it from. So, but if they're not the ones who made the information, like they just got it from Twitter and then posted the link or something. So, but then I still see it like, if if I hadn't seen if I hadn't received it from them, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have seen it. But what I feel like you need to thank them privately though. Like, oh, why okay, are you okay. posting it on your, like, Instagram or wherever to say okay, thank okay, you for yes. sharing that? That, that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you can go ahead and, and thank them. <laughs> exactly. thank them in the DMs. Like, why do you need to thank, the, like, thank, them, thank them to the whole to world? To the whole world. That like, makes sense. Yes, we don't care that they posted that. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. that I will trigger and offend some people. <laughs> I, we just don't care that they did that. Because, like I said, if they're not the original source... They did the bare minimum. Yeah. The bare minimum that they could do is mm. click on it, copy, and paste the link. <laughs> like, okay, you did um, 1% of the work. Good job. Yeah. Wow, good job. And, okay, so when I when I posted my square... Oh, yeah, another reason why I posted the square is, is because I wanted to, like, say something along with it that would be, you know, on my actual... Um, on my page, because I posted a lot of things on my like Instagram stories every day and I would save them but you know less and less people watched <laughs> as the days went on True. I expected that like people don't they were like some oh, people don't care or they, <laughs> or they don't want to hear it 
but I wanted to I wanted to put something where people would have to see yeah. it. So they're after, just gonna mute you though. Huh? They're gonna mute you. Oh dang! <laughs> like, I mute I mean your main page. I don't know if they if people did. I hope they didn't. They but <laughs> so when I I deleted my my black square, but instead I posted something in color with my message that I had like captioned my black square with because the day like the point wasn't for everyone to like be quiet and like not do anything for mm -hmm. the day the point was for non-essential content to be silenced so that educational resources could be shared and could be uplifted exactly. so people could learn and organize and things like that um so i posted uh my original message in color so it would stand out so even if you didn't want to read it when you were scrolling <laughs> by it would probably catch your eye and then you would read it <laughs> and what i said actually let me look it up let me see. Um, what I said was this. To my white and non-black folks, understand that being anti-racist is a continual state of being and not just a destination that you reach after completing any set number of tasks. Today and every day, keep your eyes open, keep the conversation going, and keep learning. Continue to stand for those whose voices will never be heard as loudly and clearly as your own. Also, do not use the hashtag um, Black Lives Matter, you know, for mm -hmm. the reasons that we mentioned before. Um, so yeah, that I wanted to say that because the Blackout Tuesday day was like, I think that was our, the biggest day for performative activism. <laughs> it was very irritating to me. It was getting on my nerves. And I, many personal friends of mine, acquaintances, people I went to school with were doing it. And to me, it was yeah. disturbing. I mean, it's like I saw, I saw good and I saw bad. Like nothing is ever completely one way. Mm -hmm. Because for those who I know, who their circles, this is not an issue for them. For those who I know, I am their one black friend. <laughs> if they posted a black square that day, that means that they felt convicted in some type of way. Even if you're doing things performatively, yeah. I think you feel some you have to feel some type mm -hmm. of empathy to do it. So you by you posting a black square, that might be opening up the eyes of people who follow you who didn't care, who weren't involved with anything that's going on, who were just choosing to ignore it. Mm -hmm. But for you, for those who have like a big platform, and you know people listen to you, and you know a lot of people follow you, mm -hmm. and you know a lot of people are looking at you for the lead to go off of, and you only posted a black square. What are you doing? That's not <laughs> enough. That's really not enough. And that's where I, I see a problem, because if you, if you had a, a voice loud enough to build this platform for yourself, exactly. if, you, if you did all this work before, why can't you, you know, alter, pivot a little bit and just use your voice in a slightly different way, in a way that will be helping people. Like, that's that's where the 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 performance is. Mm -hmm. It's when you're doing things just to look good. Yeah, you know? virtue signaling. Like I said, like making sure people know that I'm not like the other whiteies. I'm a good person. I care about black people, yeah. and like basically begging people to applaud you yeah. for doing the bare minimum. Yeah. Another thing that I think can be really performative is when you do donate, but then you post it. Mm. Now, there's a difference to me between posting the link to which you donated to and urging other people to donate to, and then posting the actual amount, amount. that you donated. 
because I see how people can think, okay, yeah, like, I'm going to encourage my friends, like, hey, I do- donated $50, and I'm a broke college student, so like, you should donate mm. $50, too. But I also think you want someone to tell you, like, good job for donating $50. I don't know, because, like, we can never really know what anyone else is thinking, what anyone else's motives well, are. Well, we can't, but when I know these people personally, and I know oh. they say racist things all the time and <laughs> do racist things, I'm like, so what was the reason? <laughs> But you know, also at this time, I'm trying to I'm trying to give some people a pass mm. because the same way that I don't want white people to hate me because I'm black, yeah. I'm not gonna look down on white people and say that all white people are racist and all white people are, are well, ignorant because Well, that's the difference between white. you and me because I think that all white people are racist just because they are benefiting off of the system mm. of racism and they're not really doing anything to dismantle it. And mm. I don't think it's their fault that they're racist because, well, I think all people are racist. All like, wh- all, I think all people are prejudiced. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between racism and prejudice. Yeah. Well, I think all white people are racist and all people are, are prejudiced. prejudiced. But yeah. the racism for white people lies in their power and Mm. since they are going to continue to benefit from the system and gain power off of it and like step over others i think that they are racist and i don't think racism is something that you're like doing it's just like you are like you just exist in a white body therefore you are racist Mm. like your existence is violent and (laughs) it is just like going against my existence as a Mm. black person so even if you don't do anything like you just being there will lead to my oppression you know in some ways it's true because our our bodies our beings we represent the system that we are in Mm -hmm. and we this united states of america is a system that is built on oppression Mm -hmm. um racism is systemic it's what you know makes this whole world go round exactly. here and in other countries too like and i think that's why there are people protesting all over the world mm-hmm. because people people of color in all countries and all places of the world know what it's like to be oppressed by by white people <laughs> yep. you know and like I, I try to, like, say these things kind of lightly because I know some people, some white people, feel very attacked. And maybe some non-white people who aren't black may feel attacked, mm-hmm. too. But it's like, we have, to, we have to, like, look at the facts. We have to look at history. Yeah. We have to look at the systems. Just because you yourself, just because one person themselves is not racist does not mm-hmm. mean that we don't like, live in a racist just system. Just because you don't go around calling people the N-word and, like, just being horrible and calling the cops on black people doesn't mean that you're not benefiting from being yeah. in a white supremacist country. Yeah. Like, you are benefiting just by existing. Yeah. Like, when you go to school, your teacher smiles on you and calls on you mm-hmm. and makes sure that you know that everything you say is valuable. And then you get placed in the higher classes because you're yeah. white and the tests are racially biased and then you apply to college and you get into some programs that other people don't get into and even if you say well there's affirmative action actually (laughs) affirmative action is most beneficial to white women 
and then you mm-hmm. go get a job and you're hired over your black counterparts simply yeah. because maybe your name or just your appearance mm-hmm. and what they put down on their resumes yeah. or like when they're actually applying for the job and then when you have kids your kids are perpetuating the same stuff yeah. so like you no know, it's not your fault that you were born into this world in a white body and you exist but like you have to do things to undo the harm that you're doing by existing i'm sorry yeah i think like i i believe in god and i believe that like god wants the best for all of us and god gave everyone what they can handle and god gave (laughs) no octavia Octavia, you know i don't believe in (laughs) but hear hear what i'm saying because I know a lot of people who, like, also believe in God, but don't believe in fighting for, for, <laughs> for exactly. people who are now, struggling are and doing? suffering. I think if you are a white person, especially I'm talking to my people who believe in God, my people who have faith out there, like, you, you've been given privilege, so you have to, you have to use it. If you feel like you don't want to add to systemic racism you have to use your privilege in a way that will help people like mm-hmm. you like it's very simple <laughs> it's, yeah it, like i don't know and even if you don't believe in god just like think about would you Karma want someone treating like, would yeah. you want someone treating you your loved ones anyone the way that black people are treated would you want to be black ask yourself that yeah. if your answer is no or if you hesitate so why do you hesitate yes. if you if you don't think racism exists do, like and ask do you want to switch that. places with me ask yourself that seriously because <laughs> i know you don't if you don't want to be black why don't you want to be black because being black is pretty cool we have great hair we have beautiful skin i mean because like, we're sexy the thing is everybody wants to to do to sound to to dance to dress mm-hmm. like black people but they don't want to be black so, so you have to ask yourself why that is if you're confused about whether or not racism exists exactly and then what else okay so after that we kind of covered like are white people responsible for like if they are racist at the big age of 20 like (laughs) i just found out that it was actually not acceptable to do x y and z or like i just discovered that i shouldn't call black people from britain African Americans. Yeah, you have guys. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, come so on. Because I know so many white people who like to be like, I'm half Scandinavian, half British. <laughs> like, you have to realize there are black people all over the world. Exactly. And black people in this country come from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Not every black person, like, came. Not every every single black person's ancestors were are slaves that were bought exactly. to this country. So, like, for instance, I was born in Mozambique. I wasn't even born in America. Yeah. Like, none of my family has any African-American lineage. So, to me, it would feel disrespectful to say, like, I'm African-American, like, to share that culture. Because, mm. like, I didn't, like, my ancestors didn't go through that. Like, mm. none of that, like, trauma, like, is on me. It's just more, like, present day. And what Portugal did to Mozambique is a different yeah. story. Yeah. Like, yeah. yes, there were whites there, and yes, they did sell black people, like, yeah. but mostly to South America. Yeah. So, like, yeah. yes, my family is still traumatized, and my history is still, like, 
I mean, entwined with like racism, white supremacy, slavery, Mm -hmm. but not in the same way as actual African-American people. Mm -hmm. And you can just see the effects in like my privilege, like even you, Octavia. Yeah, like my your parents mom are from like West Indies. Yeah, my parents are from the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. Me and my sister, are the first ones born in the United States. So, I mean, I <laughs> I call myself black. I'm yeah. black. Period. Like, <laughs> I mean, I was born here. My parents, my family, are not from here. But if you're black, you're black. Exactly. Like, period. We if are you're black. black, you're going to f- you're yeah. gonna face the same struggles mm-hmm. as someone who is African, but they're in this country. Exactly. Someone who is Caribbean, but they're in this exactly. country. Someone who is um, Afro-Latina mm-hmm. or Afro-Latino, and and they're in this country. If you're black, you're black. Exactly. But you like. But you can't you can't go around calling everyone African exactly. And the thing <laughs> if is, they're, if they're not exactly the thing is that people who are black but from Africa or from the from the Caribbeans are usually treated differently. To mm-hmm. be honest, like white people see us as like that good black person, like yeah. oh, like you actually are like a model black person, like oh, yeah. you're not in quotes ghetto or like mm-hmm. any other offensive derogatory terms. By the way, white people, please stop saying ghetto. I. Yeah, or ratchet. (laughs) Please stop. Like you really shouldn't. Because okay, listen. Like how I'm just it baffles me. (laughs) It really baffles me because there are some words that we can't say anymore. Mm -hmm. There are words stay saying that we can like. There are words that white people said we can't say these words anymore. They're outdated. Yet these people are fighting to say the n word. I don't understand. Why is it? Why is there a double standard? Like, what is so hard? What is so hard? Come on. But anyway, back to what we were saying. <laughs> like, I'm saying that even though it's not right, and it seems like at all black people, like, we're in the same boat, to be honest, like, you will have a different situation. You'll be treated differently mm-hmm. if people know that your lineage is not African-American. Yeah. Like, those are simply facts. Like, people will treat you like you're, like, better. Also, you can just tell in the way white people will go to Africa every year for their mission trips and mm. build houses and build schools. Yeah, they treat they will, black people <laughs> exactly, terrible Before here. they will even turn to look at the black community in America who have been here for centuries and try to yeah. do anything for them. So, yeah. you know that black i mean white people see black people in africa or in like other areas differently than they see black people who have been in america for hundreds of years yeah i don't really understand the rationale behind it like i don't understand i mean i'm not white so i couldn't understand (laughs) exactly please a white person please um dm us us. please explain that to me because i know you see it happening because i know you saw that me octavia probably like reem probably like maya eisen and next girl (laughs) were the only black people in your classes sorry to call you guys out but you were there and low people i I know you saw it i know you saw it so please explain but also i want to say i when i like if someone asked me First of all, it's kind of, like, you shouldn't really go around asking people, like, so what are you? Like, yeah. That's, that's like, a, a rude question. Don't ask people that. And if someone, if a white person asks me that, I'm going to say I'm black. Because I'm not, like, they're, like, I'm not with the separation. Like Exactly. We, like, some people come, people come from different places, yes. But I don't want you to think that... that you're, like, different. Yes, Or, yeah. like, better in some way. Yeah. Because you're not. I'm black. <laughs> black people, like, black people are not bad. Like, 
And I'm like, if you meet me and you're like, whoa, you're different. Like, Why no, you, you just that? don't know. Exactly. You just don't know black people. And you don't know that, like, black people are actually not, like... And even if not, black like, people are in, like, your words, ghetto, or, like, they come from bad neighborhoods, why does that make you afraid of them? Yeah. Like, that makes you, no like, sense. Like, you have to, like, like anything else, you have to learn. You can't, you can't just, like, go off of what your, your grandma said mm-hmm. or, like, not even what your parents said sometimes you have you have to go out into the world and learn on your own you exactly know? i'm gonna pause it so that it won't like crash or something because i would kill myself if the entire thing disappeared <laughs> i just get scared okay so we're back <laughs> we Hello. just had to put it into two parts because it was getting long yes. but now we just want to talk about the direction that we think these protests will go in or if we think there will be like actual change so i hope that there's a revolution i mean like i would love a race war (laughs) so that's where we have different (laughs) opinions i don't want any war and for many reasons first of all i i'm not i don't like fighting Mm -hmm. i don't like fighting i like fighting for what's right but i don't actually like you know violence violence yeah um and I have a fear that the people who we would be potentially fighting against have been training you know, for this they've moment. Been, <laughs> they've been getting prepared for this for their whole lives, you know? And those are the people who have lots of guns stacked up, lots of, lots of things that could hurt a lot of people just like sitting at their houses. Everyday people who just want the world to be a better place they're not ready for any type of war and I don't think that at least I don't want any type of war Mm -hmm. I just want things to be better things to to be different like like with with just the the coronavirus like um we we all like realize that things are not going to be the same after the coronavirus Mm -hmm. like after these protests obviously things cannot be the same but it's not like we need i don't think we need to have like a a war but do you think there can be substantial change if things don't like basically take a 180 like do you think that we can have the same systems in place and go slowly and we'll actually see a change or do you think in two months everyone will forget this happened and then Um, police will go back to doing what they do and no one will care anymore so i think something that you said earlier before we had started recording Mm -hmm. this was a very good point things will never change from the bottom up in a like nice reasonable amount of time as in like in a lifetime Mm -hmm. you know if we want to see change within our lifetime that is substantial that is like satisfactory things have to change from the the top top to the bottom yeah but the thing is, like, we need people on the bottom to be on the top. Mm-hmm. Like, if we look at, like, slavery and the emancipation of the enslaved people in America, mm-hmm. I mean, if Frederick Douglass wasn't there whispering in Abraham Lincoln's ear <laughs> and telling him that, hey, you can win this war if you free enslaved people because they'll fight for you, mm-hmm. then Abe would not have done shit. <laughs> Let's be honest. I know y'all love y'all little president, but I'm sorry. He did not give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, okay, I I don't know too much about um, Abraham Lincoln and his, you know, personal 
ideas and politics, but... I mean, he didn't hate... I mean, like, he was a white man in, like, the 1860s. I mean, he hated <laughs> black people, yeah. But he wasn't, like, pro-slavery. Yeah. But he also wasn't, like, really dying to change anything. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying, like, we need people who are at the front lines now, like, on the bottom of everything fighting to be the legislators like we need people who are out there on the streets the people whose family are being murdered by police the people who um are being excluded from getting the jobs they want and getting into the schools they want to get into stuff like that we need them to be the ones running the country Mm -hmm. like to be honest i'd love to be president but like i said i wasn't born here so i can't be the president as there oh Mm. no that's a stupid rule yeah, that is. I've been here since I was, like, two. That sucks. <laughs> that makes no sense. But, yeah, like, we need people like me and Octavia, not to toot our own horn, but I think we're just pretty I, amazing. I don't want to be president <laughs> of this country. I'm sorry. Not president, but we need us, like, running we, the corporations. Yeah, we need, we need people who know what's going on. Mm-hmm. In to reality. Be, to be lawmakers exactly the people making those big decisions and at even the top. if they're not going to be the ones making the decisions we need them to have the resources and the funds to push the people who make decisions mm-hmm, because like mm-hmm. jeff bezos doesn't care if black people die so even though he has all mm-hmm. the money in the world he's not going to lobby trump to like change any laws or yeah, anything yeah. like we need people like oprah winfrey basically we mm-hmm. need them using their money to pay people off because that's what white people have been doing mm. for years. Why do you think we have basically no regulations, no education money, <laughs> nothing in North Carolina and in the country <sighs> in general? Because um, the people on top who are greedy and rich don't want it to happen. So we need a reversal. Like, we need the people on the bottom to go to the top. And we need the people on top to simply disappear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want the FBI to get me. I didn't say yeah, all that. That's my alter ego. <laughs> She's named Zid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Bottom line, I don't want a race war. I do want systemic change. Mm-hmm. In order for systemic change to happen, we need the people on the top making changes that will be sustainable mm-hmm. and that will create, you know, create patterns and, and policies that will guide us in the right direction that will withstand like potentially other people coming in with like other agendas and still be able to protect the people that they that need to be protected Mm -hmm. you know yeah so do you think that trump's little militia could come out at some point okay like i'm i'm not trying to jinx (laughs) anything guys i'm really not but i just have to say i (laughs) so a lot of people seem to forget that a couple months ago there were a lot of people who came out of the shadows Mm -hmm. with like a lot of guns and stuff with their like ar-15 yeah i remember that day I was so scared. Like, that whole week, me and my friends were like, yeah, make sure you get your groceries. Make sure you get everything you need. Don't leave the house at all this weekend. Like, do not come out. Because all these, like, these these people who who were in support of, or whatever, I don't even know what they were rallying for. I guess, like, being able to to buy guns more freely or something. They were organized. Like, people came from rural areas and they like they got buses to to bus them into the capital and things like 
it was real organized and real scary because they were out there with their guns like mm-hmm. or when they were complaining about like coronavirus and like all of like the stuff being closed and they wanted yeah. their businesses back open and they were and they there. came out like angry mm-hmm. like in subway with their like giant machine yeah guns. like so i think it's important to remember like those people exist still mm-hmm. they're just in, they're still just hiding in their shadows but we already saw they came out and they came out guns a-blazing like <laughs> they can come out again yeah. so it's like it worries me but it also makes me think that maybe if they did something would happen you people would be like no 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 like this i mean like but what 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 could possibly happen because the people who they would be rallying or who they would be um counter protesting are not armed like that the people who they're counter protesting just want things to be better they okay, just want well, we can a go get world. the gangs to come out <laughs> <laughs> i mean no there i don't think the bloods. i don't think there's enough <laughs> the bloods and the crips. <laughs> let's not mention those. <laughs> the fbi is literally gonna come to my house um see okay the thing is i know a lot of people with the protests even I think a lot of people came out to the protests who were anti-cops, but True. not necessarily pro-black. Yes. So it's like, like, the protests got us progress, mm-hmm. but... So basically, are you thinking that all of our work is going to be reversed again, like it has been time and time again? No, not, complete, not completely reversed, because... I if, mean, stuff has been happening, like, little things, like, yeah, some yeah. cities are, like, defunding their departments. Yeah, I, okay, there are so many Confederate uh, monuments in Richmond. There's mm-hmm. literally this one street called Monument Avenue, and there's just, like, one statue, like, every couple of... Oh, Virginia. And I was just, when I got there, I was like, whoa, this is Weird. wild. But everyone just, you know, was going about their business, yeah. because those those monuments were protected by, you know, whatever people who said they're a part of our history mm-hmm. and stuff and I remember my freshman year of college I went to this art exhibit and they had this like awesome collage thing of like pictures of the monuments like defaced in different ways and I was like whoa this is so creative I never in a thousand years thought that I would see those things like in real life happening yeah. you know these these monuments being like defaced with spray paint Mm -hmm. being decapitated being taken down completely like that's huge you know and i think we have the potential to like do so much good it just takes time the same way that it took the same way that slavery went on for so long it's gonna take a lot of time to kind of reverse all those things and i honestly i don't think i think this world is ending soon because it's getting real bad. <laughs> I don't think we have enough time. I don't think there's... I don't think we're going to make it to a point where we reverse it. Because, you know, my religion says the world ends in fire. Like, things get bad, and then it ends. So and you basically think that it's just going to, like, blow up, and then we're dead? Not literally blow up. I mean, I don't know exactly not what's going to happen. literally, but, like... No, I think I think you know? <laughs> I I really hope there is not a race war. I think things, I think things will small things will get better, but big things will not. Like the system will not change. But the system may not change. Oh, what's the point of living? Trying to make things better, <laughs> oh, <God>. you know? <laughs> because 
as as people who we both have family outside the U.S. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times I'm like, you know what, let me pack up and leave. <laughs> but like, I also feel like so privileged to to live in the United States, even though there's there's a lot of bad things yeah. happening here. There's a lot of bad things happening everywhere. But it's like we are here. We have the privilege to speak, to do, to try to do our best to like make a change. And that's what our life, that's what, that's maybe the purpose of our lives to do the best with what we have, to do the best with what we've been blessed to have, you know? True. Mm, well, <laughs> you're a little <laughs> to each more his own. <laughs> than me. I mean, I, I like, think believing in God helps you, like, be more optimistic. But I if you don't so. believe in God, like, I just believe in, like, the universe and that, like, if you put good energy out, something might come back to you. Mm. But I don't think that good energy will stop white supremacists. <laughs> huh. So I don't really know. I, don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't know. But I try to be optimistic. I try to have hope and mm -hmm. I try to have faith. But you also have to keep your head on a swivel mm -hmm. and you also have to you know look at the facts and educate yourself and be be aware of what's going on yeah and you know as much research as you want to do we're never going to actually know what's going on at the very very tip top like true there's oh, some they sneaky do sex trafficking <laughs> did you watch the uh, jeffrey epstein netflix thing? okay no i have not it was so messed up I don't want to, well, like the whole, I think I, see, look, I charge myself to learn these <laughs> things. Even if I don't want to know, I like, if I have the privilege to learn something, yeah. I'm going to learn. Like it. the FBI was covering up sex trafficking. The FBI, okay, that's another thing. <laughs> the FBI is going to come for us. <laughs> Please, no, so we're joking. I wanted to say, um, a lot of people, I saw some people, you know, making some counter like propaganda against the the protests mm -hmm. and stuff saying like oh but but um uh martin luther king jr was peaceful and stuff martin luther king jr was on the fbi watch list Literally. guys like we have to be aware like you have to know your history so you can please so you take can a civil rights class yeah if you're at unc take um i forgot like what the number is but it's just called like civil rights and it's with robert porter he's like a really good teacher and you read like books that actually teach you history and like to show you how history has been yeah. manipulated in education to mm -hmm. make you think that mlk was just some little dude who was like guys can we have rights and rosa parks <laughs> just like said no to getting off the bus one day and that was it and malcolm yeah. x was a bad man yeah. like that's what you were taught and it's just not true yeah. so you need to read like i think there's one by theo harris called like something i think it's like that might be the chapter i'll find it somewhere and like post it and there's another one called like the black freedom like the history whatever and i think it's by some harvard sitcom i think mm. and it like basically tells you everything that they didn't teach you and also you should read like the autobiography of this woman who was part of the little rock nine and mm. there was like a part in the book where she said that like the when the angry white mob was there screaming at them 
the principal or like one of the administrators was like, let's just give the mob one of the black kids to uh, kill. Oh my God. And then the rest can go in the school. Like they're not teaching you Are this you stuff, guys. Me? It wasn't peaceful. Like white people were out there killing people, lynching people, threatening people. And black people were out there fighting. They weren't just sitting on like boycotting buses and doing nothing. Like they were out there also. And they were actually like fighting for what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And so you need to get this idea out of your head that like, you can just hold a sign and it's all going to be okay because what actually bothers people is money yeah so when you mess with their money by looting by boycotting that's when you might actually see change because mm-hmm. i don't know yeah probably <laughs> There's a pandemic com- going oh, on true. here. Oh, true. Oh. Oh, okay. It's, it's going to be promoted. It's going to be around like August. Maybe. maybe. August, September. Maybe. Yeah. Outside. outside is better than inside. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, so you said the pandemic. Did you do your research on that? Did you nurse anything? Because the fear is bigger than the knowledge itself. Right now, that bottom circle amphitheater area, um, they're doing maybe 100, 200 people, but a ticket comes with a blanket, picnic basket, stuff like that. What's the cost of food? That'd be pretty nice. cool. I think it'd be nice. Yeah. Lots of the United States black people in color out here in Together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you guys know. Hopefully, I'll see you out here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were interrupted. Maybe we'll cut that out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we might leave it in because it makes me chuckle. <laughs> I might leave it in. What were we talking about? I could. I have no it. idea. Wait, wait. Oh, I was talking about how you got to hit them in the pockets. Oh, yeah. So we need to be looting. I mean, you're blowing up ATMs. That's going to cause problems. <laughs> okay. You hold a sign. <laughs> nobody gives a fuck. See, yeah. They just put a curfew up. Like, oh, like, yeah. stop protesting. Okay. The looting. I think we need to have, we need, like, a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of things to, to, uh, to to tease out there with that but um i think black people shouldn't loot just because like you're gonna get arrested and then they're gonna kill you yeah but i think white people yeah like go smash some shit like go steal things because at the end of the day your consequence (laughs) your consequence oh and when you steal it don't keep it for yourself greedy come give it back to black people but your consequences are gonna be so much less than the consequences for an actual black person or another person of color Mm. like i think you need to just kind of like what is it take the bullet (laughs) (laughs) literally (laughs) literally and figuratively wait what were we talking about before this? I had something to say, but now I'm so thrown off. <laughs> I was literally just saying, like, I was talking about how they twist history, and we were talking about, like, yeah, like, should we be violent and stuff? You yeah. were, like, going on a rant about MLK. Oh, yeah, about the FBI how, watch list. Yeah, he was on the FBI watch list. So, mm-hmm. yeah, basically, like, like Alice said, like, they don't care. In the, in the United States... They don't care about people. <laughs> yeah, literally. The the thing that people care about is in the money. United States is money. That's why this is the land of opportunity mm-hmm. and stuff. Because it's not opportunity to like... Or I guess it's the opportunity to amass wealth. Yeah. But the only way that you can really do that is by exploiting other people. Exactly. So you have to, you have to realize that like 
yes, peaceful protesting is, you know, it's probably more comfortable for people mm-hmm. to get behind. It's like, it doesn't affect your, your like, work week. But, like, rioting and rioting and, and looting and stuff is what catches people's exactly. attention. Exactly. That's what gets on the motherfucking news. It when does. you're just holding your sign, they stop like sharing that stuff like yeah. you're not gonna see any news anymore because yeah. now like oh we painted the road and it says end racism yeah first of all who did that <laughs> <laughs> it was the the like the mayor of dc or something oh no but i'm talking about in raleigh oh it's someone like, did that in raleigh yeah, they painted the road and it says end racism now like Bro. in dc it says like black lives matter yeah what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> is that doing anything for anybody uh, that is performative. performative. That's yes, what we're talking say it together. about. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, um hit them in the pockets. It yeah, that okay. I know a lot of people have different things about like, oh, but like that's not necessary da, 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 da. but like you have to if you know your history, then you can understand exactly. what's going on. You re- like if if your mom or your dad or your grandma or your auntie is trying to say something about right now but they don't know anything about history what they're saying doesn't it doesn't Matter. there's no value to it yeah. because they their claims are coming from their imagination mm-hmm. you can't just you can't just say stuff out of your out of your neck like that you know? also if you don't like reading and you're lazy there's so many documentaries yeah like i will post links you just yeah. need to watch that stuff i recommend 13th that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. It's on Netflix. Um, I, if anyone is familiar with like the governor's school, I saw it in governor's school. So look, like, I, I saw that years ago when mm-hmm. I was in high school. They they were trying to they were trying to do something. <laughs> <laughs> like that one is that's a good one. Yeah. Just start somewhere. I promise you. Like if you feel any type of conviction about this. And you, you just, you know, get your foot in the water. <laughs> you, the, the, the signs will point you in the right direction. Exactly. You'll, you'll find the information that you need. Not like, even a foot, just a toe. Yeah. Just your toenail. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to dip it in. You can just like, just like brush it. Literally. <laughs> and then it'll all come flooding at mm-hmm. you. Anyway, now that we've talked about all that serious mess, yeah. let's talk about some like pop culture stuff. <laughs> this is kind of like from a while ago, mm-hmm. but we just wanted to address Lana Del Rey because it's a great example <laughs> of how people who white people who may not think that they're racist exactly have some racist tendencies mm-hmm. or have some racist sentiments <laughs> yes. deep down within that they might not even understand. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not huge into like literally I I mean I live in my little corner. I do my Googles, but I live in my corner. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not really like on Twitter and on Instagram and like in in pop culture as much, but I'll I'll try to start this off <laughs> and you can <laughs> supplement me with more. Yes. So basically, um Lana Del Rey a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. she like posted a little also, if you don't know who Lana Del Rey is, like, I don't really know what's wrong with you, but basically she's, like, an indie artist. Yes. A white woman. A white woman indie artist. She basically wrote this little thing on her Instagram saying, like, now that Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion... And Beyonce. And Beyonce. And I think Kalani. Ariana... Kalani. And I think Ariana Grande was the only mm-hmm. white woman who oh, she... Oh, she also said Camila Cabello. Camila Cabello. Yeah. Camila Cabello is, is Latina, though. Mm-hmm. Latina. Um... 
now that they have reached like the top of the of the charts for music can I go back to singing about like the things I want to sing? Abusive relationships. Yeah. <laughs> and not get dragged. Will you guys drag me if I go back to singing about that? Yeah. So, okay. First of all, I just have to. I'm just like, wait, I'm confused. Because, like, who, like, who are you talking to? Literally. Oh, I think another thing that I, I heard that she said was she said, like, a question for the culture or yeah. something. The culture, okay. Are you talking to Beth, Mary, and Sarah if you say culture? <laughs> she was talking Remember to the what neighbors. my mom already said. Don't say something if you don't know what it yes. means. But I'm assuming she had to know what the culture yeah. means. The culture is like a term for, you know, black people. Mm-hmm. For black people. We are the culture. Yeah. Black people is where culture comes from. Yes. <laughs> So she said a question for the culture, and then, you know, all this Mm -hmm. is, can I go back to making the music that I want to make? But first of all, who was telling her she couldn't make that? A few, like, indie music reviewers? Go talk to them! them. Go email them. It's not a question for the culture, because I'm going to go ahead and just, like, assume that the same people who listen to Megan Thee Stallion, Kalani... Um, Beyonce may not be the same people listening. These are like pop R and B, um, like rap. rap artists. They are probably not the same audience that Lana Del Rey exactly. has like, as a white woman indie alternative. indie alternative artist. So first of all, why is she? What? <laughs> Those groups don't overlap. Why are you asking Megan the Stallion fans to stop dragging you? They don't even know who you are. They, They've yeah. never heard your music. Please go ask. Okay, so why don't you tell Vampire Weekend fans, hey, can you stop dragging me because Vampire Weekend sings about this? That is appropriate. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. What you're not going to do is come bring up four black women yeah. and try to say that they all they rap about is sex and like selling their bodies and whatever and then say else. like why can't i do that too first of all that's not all they rap about or sing about yeah second of all oh she said doja cat <laughs> we'll get into doja later yeah second of all even if that is all they rapped and sang about which like i just said it is not why does that have anything to do with you yeah it just doesn't make sense like it was very pointed and then later she came out and said i feel like the people who misunderstood me are just hyper liberals or trump people first of all (laughs) how does that make any sense second of all what is a hyper liberal (laughs) like are you saying that people who called you out what is going on i don't know just ignore it that's what i do are you saying that people who called you out are just like super leftists and they just go too far they're too radical because I feel like it's common sense to say, hey, why did you name drop um, six random women that, like, have nothing to do with you when you yeah. were trying to address the music industry? Like, are they the ones writing the reviews? Are they the yeah. ones telling you that your music is inappropriate? Yeah. No, yeah. they've never spoken about you. Let them do them and don't bring yeah. it up. You could have made your points on your own. Mm-hmm. And then she said, there needs to be a space for women like me who aren't strong and are delicate. So you're saying black women are just, like, yeah. strong, like, masculine. <laughs> like, And by the way, that's racist people. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you guys know this. But There's saying, a lot of things that, like that she kind of layered yeah it was a lot of things that in your day-to-day life people make comments about these things these are what we're talking about when we talk about microaggressions that like these little comments 
they kind of accumulate into people saying mm-hmm. like having these big outbursts yeah. of like attacking other people mm-hmm. and I think what really like set her off is that she felt for the first time what it was like to not like have like recognition just handed to her yeah like she, she was having to work she for felt it. attacked because for the first time maybe black people were doing better than her <laughs> <laughs> literally and she, popping the she like as a, as someone who has lived in privilege for for your whole life not saying that she was because i think she has kind of like a messed up a rag to riches story yes but still, as a, as a white person, you have more privilege mm-hmm. than black people. As someone who has privilege, it may feel like you are being treated badly when other people are treated equally. Because exactly. <laughs> your, your standard of being treated well is being treated better than other exactly. people. Exactly. And also, let's point out that at the end, she was like, okay, guys, by the way, buy my album, buy my <laughs> book. So all of that was just to get shit started so that she could promote her own stuff. So there's just yeah. so many things wrong with what she did. Like, everything she did was just completely, like, out of it was pocket. Just, yeah, it was very... Bizarre. I was just like, what? <laughs> it's really bizarre. And then coming back saying, like, you guys didn't understand me. No, we understood what you wanted us to. Yeah. That yeah. you feel attacked by black women who are successful. And that mm-hmm. now you need to name drop them and put them down so that you can feel better about yourself. Yeah. And then promote your work by outraging black people. Yeah. So that's I all I needed to know. Th- it's It's actually um that's another pandemic for real (laughs) when white people are upset that black people are successful yes because like i've even felt that in my own life Mm -hmm. like if i'm if i've done well at something exactly i'm like hated for it like if you get a scholarship or if you get into a really good school or if you get an award people are like oh so like how did you get that yeah the same way you would if you worked hard yeah. or put any effort in instead of just being mediocre and expecting things to be handed to you yeah. because that's what has always happened okay. now <laughs> it's just <laughs> there's a lot to to unpack yes wanna get help next doja cat <laughs> first of all i always knew there was something wrong with doja cat i really always knew because she's very sick and twisted <laughs> <laughs> so i can't say i i knew a lot about her but I just always, I didn't ever feel very connected yeah. to her. You know, I, I love music, mm-hmm. and once I once I like something, I, you know, like I said, I do my Googles. I learn all about these artists that I like. I learn about their, like, influence, like, how they how they got to where they were. Yeah. I never really felt motivated to do, <laughs> to do, <that laughs> to do these things Cat. with Doja Cat. I like her music because I like fast, catchy pop music, mm. but the way she, like, talks to her fans like on instagram live and just like how she carries herself is very disturbing to me Mm. like she just is weird like she's just a weirdo Mm. so i knew there was something wrong but i really could not have expected that she was showing her titties (laughs) to white supremacists she was doing that (laughs) or like showing her ass cheeks or something I heard she was, like, in some, like, group Zoom chat. call, yeah. and she was, like, telling them to call her the N-word and yeah. stuff. Just some, like, weird stuff. And it was, like, two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, like, five years ago when she was young. 
yeah, even though she's it, it's still like, it's like recently. only 24. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's my question. Why? It's just like, I And then I her know. apology made no sense. It was just like, I know that I let down my fans. I'll try to do better. But can you explain why <laughs> you were doing that? I Let's think she has clear. her her own issues. Her own issues. Her own things that she needs to work through. Yeah. By um, the way, Doja Cat is mixed if people don't know that. Yeah. Her, which is important here. Her mother is white and mm-hmm. her father is black. But she was raised by her mother. Yeah. I don't think she, she ever knew her mm-hmm. father. So, like, oh, oh my gosh. No. <laughs> We're outside filming and I just had like flashbacks to when I was driving one time. And there was a bee in your car. A bee a bee was in my car and then I thought it got out. It was stuck in my hair. It Disgusting. was literally stuck in my hair and I was and I had to drive like that. I was literally like I thought I was gonna die. I was like, it's gonna sting me. This it's gonna sting my brain. <laughs> I hate bees. I'm scared of them. <laughs> um and T ways. But yeah, she so I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume that because she was raised by her mother and she did not have her father in her mm-hmm. life, she wanted to be like her mom. Yeah. She didn't like she her only example of like who to become was, was a white, a white woman. woman. Yeah. So and it's very it's very common because of how racism is systemic. Mm-hmm. Because racism infiltrates all areas of life including the media including mm-hmm. your your school system including how uh people uh see beauty yeah. in in this country and around the world mm-hmm. all signs pointed toward don't be black be white <laughs> for Literally. her and that's how it is for all people especially when you're young and when you're growing up or i, I don't want to say all people but for a lot of of young people growing up in the United States, the the standard of beauty is whiteness. whiteness. So, it's not surprising to me that she, you know, turned out this way. <laughs> yeah, asked white men to call her the N word. Yeah, yes. I mean, actually, some th- some of these things are kind of surprising to me. But <laughs> it's like it's like you can't be that surprised. Yeah. it's like we we've been we've been living in this world long enough like we know how these things are mm-hmm. you know i just don't know why she thought she could do that still when she was famous like mm-hmm. i could get it if she was like still up and coming mm-hmm. but like once you're famous you don't think someone's gonna recognize you expose you something it's just weird it was just really weird also mm-hmm. even if you have a white mom i'm sorry but you're 24 <laughs> like you never like got to the point where you accepted yourself by now or like uh, were around black people like you're a rapper so like I don't really mm. get it like are you just like getting like your fame off of black culture without like interacting with any black people and just sticking with your white it. mom and all of your white friends and your white boyfriends I think that may be it God help us. capitalizing off of blackness mm-hmm. but Ignoring maintaining it. a, a white, a white <laughs> yeah. persona she needs help for real. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with her. I mean, like, <sighs> you know, what can we say? Like I, like I said, it would make sense if she wasn't famous to some degree. I mean, not really, but like a little <laughs> bit. But when you're famous, it's just odd. Like, what would Beyonce be doing on white supremacist chats? <laughs> like, how do you explain that? Yeah. 
it's, it can't be explained. Mm-hmm. That's that. Yeah. So I think we covered everything, and now this has basically been like an hour and 30 minutes if you combine them maybe a little less Mm -hmm. so thank you for joining us yeah this is a nice chat (laughs) Mm -hmm. um maybe we'll make another one of these i just think both we have good conversations so we we got things to say (laughs) we decided to to record one and we kind of have like differing opinions and stuff yeah like it's interesting yeah we'll come up with a name and post this yeah (laughs) somehow somewhere I'll probably put it on my Instagram. So, yeah. Yeah. Bye, guys. Goodbye. Stay safe. (laughs) Love y'all. I do not.